0: What's up, guys, and welcome back to the Black Health Academy podcast. I'm Lisa A. Smith, founder of the Black Health Academy, joined, as always, by my super dope co-host, Miss Get Fit with Jay. Um, Jay, now, you know I'm fresh. I got to get this off my chest real quick. Okay. Just real quick. No, no, go ahead. Okay, okay I, cool. I, I hope you're doing okay. I asked about that <laughs> later. Um, Jay, literally, I was on the shuttle bus headed uh, back to the airport, and I was leaving Cleveland mm-hmm. about a week ago or so. Mm-hmm. A gentleman whipped out a bag of Tostitos. Is this your way what? Chips. No. Okay. That's why I said I got to get this off my chest. It's okay. my spirit. I've been needing to, No, no. You go ahead. I've been needing to, no, you need to do that. Story. how I should feel around it. Okay. Okay. I probably could be a way what, but I just, I got to get no, it. No, say it now. All right. Because I'm sweating. Okay. <laughs> so <laughs> we own the shuttle bus heading to the airport. You okay. know, coming from the car rental place. Okay. A gentleman pulls his bag out. Okay, I guess. Now, you know, usually the drive from car rental return to the airport is a pretty short one. Right, right, Generally, and right. in, in, in around the world, in the countries, in the country. So, you know it's going to be a short ride. Mm-hmm. But I guess he had to have a snack. He pulled out a bag of Tostitos, tortilla chips. Right. Okay. Begin to eat, eat those. No problem. Yeah, no problem. I either. get it. Okay, fine. Pull your mask down and do Okay, whatever. You know, we, we one foot in, one foot out the pandemic. Nobody knows if they are coming or going. Fact. Okay. But he needed the dipping sauce. <laughs> okay, Jay? I mean, fair enough. Okay. If you need the
1: dipping sauce, you need the dipping sauce. And
0: still, I'm not that mad. Right. Okay, Jay? So he pulled out the matching, same brand, Tostitos cheese sauce. Okay, this was well thought out. Oh, yeah. This was a premeditated snack if you did. got it. Okay. He pulled out the cheese sauce, Jay. He proceeds to get, first of all, <laughs> first of all, this one his first rodeo. You know how you had a big bag of Tostitos? Mm-hmm. He rolled the bag down. I ain't never seen nobody do that. Neither. Okay, so he rolled the bag down, it. Right. So that the height of the bag could be right there. Chips. Got Absolutely. it. smart move. He said, "I ain't got extra seconds to waste <laughs> dipping my hand all the way in." And You shouldn't. So he rolled the bag down. He pulled out his Tostitos cheese sauce. All right, Jay.
1: <laughs> Not rolled the bag.
0: He rolled the bag down. I said, "Oh, this is a professional snack." Oh,
1: now. I want my sleeve all up in this thing. <laughs> I want to
0: go right to the, to the chip. Got it. That's professional snacking. No, it is. So, he pulled out his cheese sauce, Jay. So, of course, he reached in the bag, get a chip, dip it in the jar, boom. Apparently, he got to a point where it wasn't enough. Why did my man, Jay, take the Tostitos cheese sauce and turn it up and start drinking it out of the container? My man took a handful of chips, handful of chips, put him in his mouth and chased it with Tostito's
1: chips. <laughs> but he was having a good moment. I don't think I'm mad at him. It's pretty gross. But the level of satisfaction that I know he had to The feel. level of audacity and the lack of shame in public. No. He probably been driving all day, <laughs> hey, having had a break. He knew at some point he was going to look at somebody that he thought he could pull this off. Because this, this, <laughs> <laughs> as we said, was well thought out. Well thought out. Yeah. You, you was a victim. <laughs> and somebody going to be a victim the next day. He does this every day. He chooses a person that he thinks <laughs> is not going to <laughs> disrupt. <laughs> yes. So, yeah. Nah. I was victimized on the shuttle. Yes, you in were. Houston. Yes, you were. Um, and
0: I think the woman son across from him might have been his girl or something because she was looking at him with a level of disgust that satisfied me so much, I didn't even have to get disgusted.
1: <laughs> it's so funny because so I was just getting uh, my nails done, right? At a shop. People got a lot of audacity, apparently, when it comes to food. Absolutely. So, the girl who's doing my nails, I didn't know how to feel about this. Okay. She whips out a bag of M&M, okay. the peanut, you know, the yellow bag. Yeah. Proceeds to eat the M&M. Okay. Takes the M&M out, one, and then tries to hand it to No, me. she didn't. <laughs> yes,
0: she No, did. she
1: didn't. Yes, she did. Bare palm, Bare palm. No sanitizer first. Didn't even, after you've been eating your own mouth with your own same hand, then she's like, oh, I'm being rude. No, you're being rude by, <laughs> by offering. I said, no, I'm okay. Thank you. I was shocked. Like, did you really think? Did you really think? I'm telling you. You yeah. can't trust them. You cannot. But you can't trust people who need a break. I don't know how long she had been working. When people have not had a break, they liable to do anything. That's anything. All I'm saying. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Let you be thirsty, I'm like, Go hungry, and eat the enough. M&M. Gotta I'm- use the bathroom, been sitting
0: down too long, been standing up too long. When people need a rest, yeah, a reprieve. Anything is
1: liable to happen. You liable mm-hmm. to see anything. I just don't want to be in the car in the crossfire. Is all I'm saying. That's all like, I'm saying. I don't want to eat out your hand, literally. Yeah.
0: Like, and I didn't think my day was gonna start by watching you drink Tostitos cheese out the but that hat jar. You know, I ain't been the same since then Me
1: either. A little bit. I've
0: been holding that in my spirit for a couple days. Yeah, man. I changed shops, but. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I said, should I tell anybody? <laughs> I feel violent. right? right. I'm just gonna just say about me that she thought I would take m and M out her bare, nasty hand after you've been from customer to customer. Is that a reflection on me? I don't know what it is, but it ain't right. It ain't right. No, okay, no, so it we're ain't right. On that. Yeah, yeah. Mo- so moving
0: on, moving on. Like it's just that's just how my week's been going. So listen, in other news, okay, in plant based news. So excited, Jay! News headlining. News breaking news is that Wayne State University just announced that it's the first school of medicine um, to require plant-based nutrition courses as part of its future curriculum, making it the first medical school to ask future doctors to learn about the health benefits of plant-based nutrition.
1: Does that sound like a... I mean, it'll do. It'll work? Yeah. Uh, It's about time. Yeah. It's about time. I mean, we have been ignoring the fact of the role that nutrition plays with diagnosis, with chronic illnesses for so long, hundred percent. you know, and doctors are seen as the end all be all. So they may as well know they need to know. They should have been known Mm -hmm. not only how to medicate people, but how to reverse and and prevent them. They need the knowledge. I don't think that it was ill intent for all doctors to just say, here's this prescription. It was just, you know, ignorance for for the most part. And so since everyone looks to these doctors as, okay, what do I do now? Okay, doc, tell me what to do. I'm glad that they're now getting the knowledge to actually really help people. You know what I mean? So that's good. That's super good. I was, I'm really, really,
0: really happy. Um, They said the new curriculum will require first year medical students at the Detroit based university to study plant-based diets and nutrition, um, Mm -hmm. which a mounting number of studies indicate is beneficial for reducing heart disease, type two diabetes and other lifestyle medical conditions. Listen, it's an absolute game changer for us to start rerouting the conversation back into around the power of plants. Right. You know, um, if you guys don't know, here at the Black Health Academy, we are a 100 percent plant based company. Um, we promote, teach and coach to a whole food plant based lifestyle and the power of a whole food plant based lifestyle in preventing or eradicating chronic diseases, which disproportionately impact people of color. So our mission at the Black Health Academy, our mission of this podcast is to extend the life expectancy of people of color, you know, just one episode at a time, one live nutrition class at a time. And so um, we've been touting, promoting, shouting from the rooftops the power of a whole food plant-based diet since the Black Health Academy's inception over three years ago. Um, And just to watch what's been unfolding in the world as more of us become enlightened that this meat, this dairy, these eggs. You know, this slave food that we've been eating um, and been committed to for so many years is killing us. And to watch the pivot makes me so happy because our students' lives are changed when they adopt a plant-based diet. Our lives were personally changed by adopting a plant-based diet. Um, We started companies behind it. We programs behind it. And so to watch that, the medical world is going the same way. And the reason I'm so happy about Detroit, Jay, is because, you know, Wayne State University, and downtown Detroit, it's um, surrounded by a couple of hospitals. Yeah. And I remember when I was um, pre-med at Wayne State University and when I spoke at Wayne State Medical School, Wayne State University Medical School, they were saying like a lot of the doctors there, they get a lot of their like teaching hours and stuff. In the surrounding hospitals, DMC and blah, 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 which services a lot of, obviously, Detroit-based residents,
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, a lot of impoverished and low-income communities, right? It so it's different than, like, say, going to University of Michigan Medical School because they're in Ann Arbor. It's a right. higher socioeconomic status community. Yeah. But a lot of the doctors that come out of Wayne State Medical School specifically automatically service the area, which is really important because it's the, it, it's the university is based in a lower socioeconomic community. Um, we know that socioeconomic status is tied to health significantly. And so a lot of the people that are, um, they're seeing in these local hospitals are battling these things that are preventable, right? The hypertension, the type two diabetes, the heart disease, uh, we see higher instances of that in communities like Detroit, and so for a Detroit-based university to be one of the first to say medical school students will be required to learn plant-based nutrition, I think it's really powerful for the community. Don't get it twisted; I'm still moving. Okay, um,
1: they, <laughs> I was not about to. Ask. Oh, okay. You want me to ask so bad? Anybody oh, wondering if you' gonna stay here? No, I'm, no, I'm still leaving. I'm
0: glad you asked. I'm still. leaving. <laughs>
1: Please stay. I'm still moving. Don't be trying to woo me into
0: staying in Detroit just right. because y'all are trying to be a little more plant friendly in a medical school. But no, I was. I'm really. I think that's even more significant for that reason, um, because of the community that this university is based in. So
1: I'm glad. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm happy. Uh-oh. Everything Uh-oh. and all of those things. Come on, drop the other boot. <laughs> At the end of the day, we still get subpar treatment. Oh, hundred percent. In, in the hospital by the same doctors that have the same knowledge for another patient. So while they're teaching plant based, I hope that they create another course about systemic. St- 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 for me. System- systemic. Systemic. Yeah. Racism. Yes. You know what I mean? Like uh-huh. we can't just ignore that. That's also a correlation to poor health in the Black community. It's a thousand percent. So yeah, you may know plant based nutrition. But are you going to think that we can actually take this advice from you as a whole nother animal? You're right. You're 100 percent right. Because because half the time, that's the problem. You may tell someone the little you do know about nutrition, but you're not giving us that same information because you're not even
0: invested in our health. You You don't believe in us. They call it um, non-compliance. Like they're not going to be compliant anyway. Yeah. So why do I even waste a little bit of time I have with them? sharing this information. So you're 100% right. You're 100% right. It's still our responsibility to be our own advocate. Advocates It's still our responsibility, um, to seek out healthcare, um, information from people who look like us to try and, you know, make it a priority or to seek out healthcare information, um, from people who share the same principles as us. Cause now I personally have a plant-based doctor and it has changed the game. Mm -hmm. So,
1: but does it change the game because you are so well versed in being plant based or do they even know your position? Are they? um, Wait, wait, wait. wait. So your doctor themselves is plant based.
0: Correct. And they promote plant based. It's it's a plant based medical. I get it. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So you might not be able to get two in one. You might not be able to get a doctor who looks like you and who believes in plant based nutrition. You might have to choose. That's what I had to do. I'm like do I want somebody Why we who looks always
1: like me? have to it's the plight. Whole another it's the plight. We always have to choose when even when we go out, do we want good atmosphere or good food? Yeah. Do we want music or do we want I mean, I really will be glad when the world is just more plant-based friendly or at least Michigan is more plant-based friendly cuz other places are very plant-based oh, yeah. friendly. Oh yeah. You can get the atmosphere, you can get the food, get the music, you know. Yeah, it's definitely regional. For, yeah, sure, for sure.
0: definitely. But shout out to Wednesday Medical School for that. I thought that was super dope. It is. Yeah. All right, so now let's get into Wait What. Wait What is our segment where we identify something we saw, heard, or experienced in the last week that made us go, wait, wait what?
1: what? I'm going first. So, okay, so you know yesterday was Thanksgiving, right? So we all over there, fam, all over there, everybody. And we started talking about high blood pressure for some reason. I do not know, but... Mm-hmm. Um, Chris started being braggadocious about his blood pressure. <laughs> now, he eats meat, rib, pork, all of this. He's always comparing himself to Lisa and I saying, you know, he's just as healthy as us. That's his thing. He's just as healthy as us, right? Mm-hmm. He swears up and down because uh, he's in the army. He exercises that we're pretty much equal. If, if, if not, he's healthier. Okay. <laughs> so... <laughs> He was like, man, I went to the doctor, and my 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 blood pressure is so good, and Mina couldn't believe it, and yada, yada, yada. He couldn't remember what it was. I'm like, how was how it so good, but you don't remember what it was? Anywho, so then um, I was like, when I go to the doctor, you know, I got the white coat syndrome. My blood pressure always goes really high. Mm-hmm. I start feeling anxious, and, mm. you know, they always have to come back, sometimes two times, So that I can kind of calm down to know what my blood pressure really is. And so someone else was like, I have the same thing. You know, when I go to the doctor, I just went to the doctor and I had to get my trucking certification renewed. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was like, you know, when they took my blood pressure, it was high. And it was like, it's okay, You know, you probably just need to calm down. We're going to come back. Again, He was like, when they came back, it was even higher, right? Mm -hmm. And then they was like, it's okay. We'll come back another time. He was like, when they came back, it was even higher. Mm. And so he was like, I was like, so what happened? You know, you need a certification. He was like, oh, they just gave me a one-year certification. I said, so what happens after that? Like after a year, he's like, I just come back, get a chance. I said, well, what if it's still high? He said, I get another one-year certification. I said, wait, what? So basically, there's no accountability. They found a loophole to allow these truck drivers Mm -hmm. just to drive around Mm -hmm. being a whole risk to other drivers. Like, there's no, why do you have this being one of the components that you need to pass to get your certification? But in the event that you don't pass it, you don't even have to finesse us out of the certification. We found the loophole for you to remain sick.
0: What's the loophole, though, getting one year? I don't get what the loophole is.
1: Because the certification is two years. Oh, so ideally he would have walked away with a two-year cert, Right. But instead of a two-year certification, oh, you have high blood pressure. You didn't pass technically, so you only get a one-year certification. But there's no... How was like, that any better? The, the issue is still there, which is high blood pressure. Th- that's what I'm saying. Why would anybody care... About getting their blood pressure lower. If I know that I can just come back in one year and just get another one year certification. There's nothing like, okay, you got six months to get your blood pressure to this. Right. Nothing. There's no
0: treatment plan. There's nothing. nothing.
1: That was it. I couldn't believe it. I was like, wow, they really are are just. I mean, that's just it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't even know why that's even one of the criteria. This is so bizarre to me. Is it? You live in America. That's just how it is.
0: Does he have high blood pressure? He don't. He don't even know because when he go,
1: when he said he only goes for this to get the cert. Not. Like oh, I, I didn't. I didn't. I didn't dig deeper. I didn't dig deeper at all. But I was just looking at it from the standpoint of everyone who goes there, and you know that's an issue in the black community as is. You mm-hmm. know, what is. It, the percentage of black people who have high blood pressure is extremely high. Right. And the fact that there's no consequences. Yeah. You know, your your career is not on the line. Your position is not on the line. Nothing is on the line. There's no if motivation you to get to right. change anything. And he was like, yeah, he was like, and as a matter of fact, another truck driver just had a heart attack and stroke. They, that can happen on Behind the road. The wheel. I, I don't know. Oh. But the fact that it could happen behind the wheel is the problem. You know, you're putting other drivers at at risk by not making them comply to what what their blood pressure should be. By just creating this loophole for them to keep driving. Yeah, it's ridiculous.
0: It's absolutely ridiculous. So I was
1: like, I mean, but America is, you know, it's all about capital. You know, keep driving, keep making us money, keep coming to work. Yeah. We'll worry about... The lawsuit or whatever that is yeah. on the back end because we've made so much money off of you. But that was my way. What I'm just like, they're like, really? That's absolutely crazy. <laughs> yeah. I was like, so nothing happens. Basically, you yeah. can just be out here on the road and, you know, truck drivers, they don't eat healthy. I mean, most, you know, a lot of Americans don't eat healthy anyway, but truck drivers Notorious. are really bad because yeah. they're always on the go. Yeah, You know what I mean? It's, it's challenging, too. It's very challenging. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, with so their nothing, health, they,
0: that, that's one aspect that should be taken serious with exactly. regard to their physical.
1: Yeah. Exactly. Because mm-hmm. it's not just their health or they, you know, it, it doesn't just affect them. You no. are on the road with other drivers absolutely so they're extremely sedentary and like
0: you said their diet is notoriously bad for obvious reasons yeah yeah Yeah. so
1: what's your weight what
0: um so similar um went to the doctor right so i have my uh blood drawn and I wanted... This is my first time in history getting a full, full panel. Getting everything looked at, right? Uh-huh. Never really did it before. Never had a reason to. Didn't have a reason to this So time. when they took all your blood the last time... This is the time them? I'm talking about. Same... same oh, okay. I was going it
1: again. Okay. No, no, no.
0: Same instance, right? So recently, got had to get all this blood drawn. My doctor asked me, like, what do you want me to check? I'm like, just everything. Let's just right. like know what we need to know. So my vitamin D was super low, right? Uh-huh. For... Couple reasons, obvious reasons that are key to everyone, which is like we live in the Midwest, we're not getting a lot of sun, blah blah right. blah. But even what's special and unique for me is that I have a sun allergy, so I intentionally stay out of the sun, uh-huh. right? So my vitamin D was extremely low, right? Jay? so normal range is thirty to one hundred. Uh huh. I was a four point two. Okay.
1: Damn, do people still say that? And she was like,
0: this is one of the lowest I've ever seen. Why was she shocked that I was not having any issues? And I was like, how would a vitamin D deficiency present? What issues should I be having? And she's like... She was like, well, typically, she's like, there. you have no markers for inflammation in your body. She was like, levels this low is what we see in people with autoimmune disease. Mm-hmm. She said, you have no markers for inflammation in your body. She's like, um, usually your energy is affected. Your mood is affected. You usually are more susceptible to uh, illness and infection. And I was like, no, on all counts. Like, mm-hmm. I'm perfectly fine, right? Mm-hmm. She was like, and most importantly, fractures. I said, what? She said somebody with vitamin D is low. She's like, literally, they can crack their knuckles and break a bone.
1: Shut up! Uh, I was like, you out here risking it all.
0: I'm dead. I'm like, what? She's like, yes, like a a, a small accident, like a trip on something or fall on something. Usually, with somebody levels this low, they're risking fracture. You better not say nothing to me.
1: I'm gonna push you. <laughs> push you so hard <laughs> I was like wait, you know what? you know what can happen wow like I'm like me and
0: her were cracking up because it's telehealth so she's in she lives in Colorado so we're on a computer on a zoom cracking up because I'm like ignorance really is a bliss <laughs> you out here are just man because when she first told me when i when my my labs came back and she sent me a message because our uh, appointment wasn't for another couple of weeks but she sent me a message when my labs came back like you need to go out today and get a vitamin d supplement blah
1: blah blah ASAP, right and girl
0: i was going out of town like the next day and so I, that day i went to the store to try and get one the one she told me to get from Whole Foods. they ain't have it and i was like I just wait. So I waited another five days when I got back into town and went to the store to try and find it. I went to the natural patch, found something. It was like 2,000, you know, milligrams or whatever, whatever, MCGs, right? 2,000 micrograms. I was like, I'll take this, right? So finally, her her and I appointment came and we actually verbally <laughs> talked about my results. And I was like, I, would, I finally went out and found, you know, the vitamin D or whatever because, you know, what needed a plant-based one, blah, blah, blah. And... She was like, "Let me see what you got." So I ran and got it, and I'm showing it to her on the Zoom on the computer. She's like, "I need you to take at least two of those a day." She's like, "But I'm writing you a script. That ain't gonna do it." I'm like, "What?" She's like, <laughs> "I'm writing you a script for fifty thousand, and you need to take one." <laughs> I'm about to fall out. <laughs> like she She's was like, ready. "That's cute.
1: That's real cute." She was like, but that's "Did you real hear me cute. say four <laughs>
0: She said, for, she was like, numbers this low are literally people who are sick, who are, have autoimmune disease, and they literally are getting fractures, everything. And I'm like, Jay, you know the level of the workouts I do. Plyometrics. I'm jumping around, landing on... My joint like I'm reckless in these streets with the way I run, jump, run on concrete. Oh, uh, here jump we go. Spots. You
1: about to feel like you a thug, remember?
0: I am a thug. I'm <laughs> a plant baby. I've been jumping all around. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I tripped on some other day. Like, <laughs> life. when I say the level of flex. <laughs> I'm reckless out here, fam. I'm so reckless. <laughs> with this 4.2 vitamin i I'm saying. <laughs> you don't know about me. Dang when I say I could have this was the wrong testimony you could again. have got wheeled straight up out of the gym <laughs> Called the EMS damn she's like what you haven't had no I'm like no nah. I'm like my mood is good my energy is good I feel amazing so she wrote me a prescription for 50,000 <laughs> units of vitamin D I gotta take one pill a week for 12 weeks <laughs> But then she was like, we also need to get more labs done. I'm like, what? She's like, I need to check your calcium. I need your bone density. Like, she was legit worried. She was like, well, vitamin D is low. Your bones are. She was like, but looking at it, Your labs, your calcium levels was good. I was like, my baby, my baby. Relax. Relax. I've been eating them plants, though. <laughs> I'm like, my vitamin C. I'm like, ain't no ain't no mucus. Like, chill like, on like,
1: me. Chill on Relax. me. <laughs>
0: She said I was actually interested. She said she got excited, like as a doctor, because she's used to seeing the same old things with everybody. She was like, you are like a unique case. I'm like, oh, not a
1: unicorn. Good
0: girl. <laughs> a vitamin D-less unicorn. So anyway, um, yeah, I've just been in these streets. Look, acting up, acting completely.
1: <laughs> up. Look a pride. <laughs> Lord help her. <laughs> <laughs> you not flexing. Get your damn vitamin D up and stop playing. <laughs> I am flexing. <laughs> no, you're not. Look at me. Ain't nothing broke. <laughs> Look at this. Watch me ah, crack my neck. Watch my break. Look at that. Look
0: at that. No, I'm fractures. about to fall on purpose. No fractures. No fractures. I'm like, well, what? She was so, so basically, so now, girl, I had to go get more blood drawn two days ago. And she wanted me to go get a DEXA scan so they can check my bone density. I'm like, ma'am, now you're going too far. We've determined. Is so she? Fine. Is, is she? Okay. <laughs> so I'll keep y'all posted. But I was like, wait, what? She was like, fresh. She was panicking. Like, she might as well be like, stand up and turn around. Let me see all your bones. Let me make sure ain't nothing down. Right now. I'm like, ma'am, listen, it's the power. It's the power in the P-L-A-N-T. I don't know what to tell you. So anyway, that was a huge way. Of, but I did go get <laughs> my script. I took my first pill. But this is, what, this is why I, I said earlier about really seeking out a doctor that shares your core values. The plan, we already have an exit strategy from the pill. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And most you know, you and I talk about this, like you get on a pill, but then what they mm-hmm. tell you, then mm-hmm. what? Cause you know, I'm so anti right. pills and supplements, but of course, in this case it's medically necessary, right? right? My levels are so low that doing it with food would take too long. And so, and of course you don't even get vitamin D from food. So I really needed to, I need to take this vitamin D supplement. But listen closely. This is what we teach our students in Farm to Table, and this is why it's so important to have a level of knowledge so that you can be your own advocate. I questioned her about everything. I'm like, okay, so what's the plan? Mm-hmm. You're writing me a script for vitamin D, but then what? She was like, I'm only writing you a script for 12 weeks. She was like, you're going to take one pill a week for 12 weeks, and then after that, we're going to get your blood drawn again and see where your levels are, and then we can take you down to an over-the-counter supplement if we need to, or maybe nothing at all. And so when a doctor puts you on a medication, right? In my case, it's just a vitamin supplement. In some of the other cases, you know, it's literally a pill to lower your blood pressure or whatever. What is the exit strategy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? Don't just say you're writing me a script for a pill and there's no plan to get off of it. The, the plan is this is your lifetime commitment right. to keeping your blood pressure low or keeping your cholesterol low or, you know, keeping your A1C, your blood sugar low. So that's what I love about her. You know, and she was like, also your iodine is a little low. Um, I was like, I'm not taking no iodine supplement. She's like, no, 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 just use iodized salt. A half a teaspoon a day, you'll be fine. So we talk about food. Mm -hmm. We talk about, you know, what other areas, like what other options there are. So I recommend her to my students. Um, For those of you who are interested in maybe exploring having a plant-based doctor, the name of the organization is Plant-Based Telehealth, right? So it is telehealth. All of the doctors at this organization are 100% plant-based. The caveat to it, though, is that you're more than likely gonna to have to pay out of pocket because um, a lot of insurance companies won't take, won't pay for, because it's coming from a plant based doctor. And so she, and they tell you that when you sign up on the website and everything, like insurance won't cover this. And, and I feel bad because, again, it's a systemic issue where a lot of us can't afford to pay out of pocket for healthcare. So oh,
1: systemic,
0: I systemic. <laughs> oh, lord! Word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely the word of the day. But so, um, any got anyone interested? Check out plant based telehealth. They have um, a handful of doctors, and they will they operate from a plant based standpoint um, with treating you. But yeah, I'm on vitamin D
1: for, for four that's weeks. Dollar. That's I think that's the issue that I have with this iron. You know what I mean? Like. W- so when I told you and Tiff when we were on uh, Zoom, I was like, I stopped taking my that iron because I read one of the ingredients, and one of the ingredients was actually wood chips, mm-hmm. and I hadn't found a replacement. But I stopped taking the iron, mm-hmm. and so when my blood got drawn, my doctor did the same thing as yours. She called like, you are going to have to not only start taking this iron, asap. Mm-hmm. But if your iron is not up, we're going to have to do an emergency surgery. Mm. She was like, you're going to have to take blood, uh, something to clot your blood. Mm -hmm. Like, you are extremely, extremely anemic. Like, not just a little. Very, very anemic. And it's so frustrating because... A lot of people would think because you're plant-based, you're not getting this and you're not getting that from the meat. But I was already that way before I was plant-based. I've always had to take iron. Mm-hmm. I've always, always had to take iron. And I hate that because I don't take anything else. Mm-hmm. And it just feels like I should be able to be, you know, supplement medication free. <clears throat> but that's just not the case. And I and I get what you're saying. Like We really do oppose supplements, getting it from its natural source. Nothing compares to getting it Mm-mm. from its natural source. But because, you know, you have the allergy to the sun and I don't really know what my issue is like why don't well, I, have I know partly because you
0: bleed so heavy yeah that's a huge one
1: that's yeah. a huge
0: source that's a lot of that's one of the first questions um people ask I was listening to our, our plant-based podcast and one of the first questions he asked uh
1: and, yeah
0: is like are your
1: periods heavy and that's why she said you know we're gonna have to do the emergency surgery like you can't keep oh she's in emergency surgery to get rid of the fibroids she didn't elaborate on what type of surgery. Yeah, well,
0: yeah what's the surgery? She didn't elaborate, I but I was like, okay.
1: And I was like you, like, okay, I'm going to take this little 65 milligram. She's like, no, no. <laughs> she needed to write a script for it? She didn't write a script for it, but she suggested one with a higher uh, okay. milligram and to take it multiple times a day. To A, a day? Yeah, to, to where it's like 400 milligrams a day. I was like, what? Wow. Yeah, so. Intense. But my thing is, when does it stop? You know, I don't want to continuously take iron pills. That's annoying. Mm-hmm. And I know it sounds so childish to be like, "That's annoying <laughs> to have my iron." But it—I mean, it really is. So, but that's just where it stands right now. Yeah. yeah. No exit strategy, nothing. Yeah. Just take your iron no, and, and be well. It's got
0: to be an exit strategy. We got to figure out the root cause because the root cause of your you, your iron being low is not just that. I think it, it's partly from the fibroids, partly from bleeding. Like, how where are you losing blood?
1: Yeah, so, but I'm doing the fibroid um, elimination, elimination diet, diet um, when I get back from, well, I think I'm going to start that in January, but I'm going to partially start it when I, we get back from Arizona. Okay. So, I, and I feel kind of nervous and excited at the same time, because I'm like, wow, this is a lot of, like, <laughs> elimination. When they say <laughs> elimination, I mean, you don't eat, uh, but it's... I like it because it's a lot of wild, you know, options. And, and they say that, you know, it's no hybrid stuff. It's no, I mean, no oil. It's it's it's, it's really intense. It's really intense. Yeah. So, you know, I've done intense before. Yeah. And I can do intense again. And, and I, the fear that I have shouldn't be there. It shouldn't be present. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's to elevate my health. Yeah. Still a little bit there, but yeah. you know. But the fear of staying the same and still suffering with the fibroids is. Like, that's the problem. Exactly. You can move with fear, but as long as you move and operate with, you know, not necessarily discipline, but intentional, mm. like intentionality. You know, discipline and intentionality, I think, are two different things. Mm. Because when you're extremely disciplined, <coughs> You don't really slip up.
0: Mm-hmm. But
1: when you're very, very intentional, you're thinking about it every day. You're trying your best yeah. to do whatever it is and to, to do whatever it takes. And sometimes you may mess up, but just get right back on the horse. I think that's the difference. You know, people want to be so perfect when they do everything to the point where it's like, I'm just not going to do it. That's too hard for me. Yeah. Well, what you're dealing with is too hard for you as well. So Absolutely. you may as well do your, the, be, the very best you can. And then see how that goes. And then you can kind of elevate. That's why I'm starting in December mm-hmm. to, to start getting myself, you know, acclimated with the mm-hmm. elimination diet. And then sure. January, I will have a firmer grasp on it. But I don't just want to shoot for the stars immediately. I just want to kind of, you know, coax my way into it. And then in January, really, you know, just buckle down and do everything that's in it. So, yeah. Good for you. I mean, listen, speaking
0: of January, it's... Um it's the top of the year, and a lot of people are just like you, Jay, where they need to get out of the. First of all, the part that I want people to realize about your story is that you're not doing it on your own. Like, you found a diet that you're going to follow. It's not like, let me DIY this, right? No, You actually totally have not. a blueprint that you're going to follow. Um, shout out to Chef Aki, Um who you know, who is the author of the fibroid elimination diet, anyone else who's struggling with uh, fibroids can definitely look up Chef Aki, A-H-K-I. And just, I want to iterate here the importance of having a done for you curriculum that you can follow as opposed to trying to DIY a bunch of research, then trying to figure out how to overhaul your kitchen and your diet and all of that. You know, and that's the power of what we do at the Black Health Academy with Farm to Table is like enroll in a process. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is not your lane. So if it's not your lane, I think you said that on the last episode, like be sweet at what you sweet at. Let the rest of us be sweet at what we sweet at. Right. And all of us use one another. So if you know you are battling with a chronic health challenge. That you've been trying to DIY for far too long and you're not getting as far as you want to get is because you've exhausted your own intelligence. Yeah. If you've exhausted your own intelligence, that's when you're supposed to collaborate with an expert. And that's what we do at the Black Health Academy. So please uh, enrollment for. Um, Farm to Table for the winter semester. It's opening up in just about a week or so. You want to visit the blackhealthacademy.com to learn about Farm to Table. Um, this is a program designed to help you adopt a whole food plant-based lifestyle so that you can prevent and or reverse chronic health challenges. We, we know what we're doing. We created a curriculum. We created a team. We created a process designed to get you a specific result as a person of color, this entire program caters to people of color and it caters to those of us who feel pretty much abandoned by Western medicine, by our healthcare provider, who feel hopeless, who maybe have been told that medications or a lifetime of suffering was just the cards you were dealt. It is suffering. It's not in your DNA. All right. You do not have to battle with these health challenges for the rest of your life. And I want you to know that. So the first thing you need is belief that overcoming this is possible right? And then the next thing you need is a process and a coach to walk you through overcoming it. So visit the blackhealthacademy.com, apply for farm to table or get on the wait list if the application isn't open yet. Our next semester is starting in January. We're literally preparing to graduate the fall class of 2021 in just a couple of days here. Um, and so me, Tiff and Jay are super excited about that. Jay is a program coach inside of the program. Tiff is a program coach inside of the program. You know, we have a great team of individuals who are dedicated to your health. So for us, by us, make sure you visit the black Healthacademy.com to learn more about farm to table and if you're a health professional you can learn more about our plant based certification the other 23 (laughs) (laughs) you knew that was your cue you don't look at me all goofy
1: you don't look at me that goofy huh I'm going to look at you I'm like let me see what she going to say now don't (laughs) look at me don't look my cue every time you got time
0: you (laughs) drop the ball
1: I ain't drop the ball I say I was about to talk. All right, let's get into the topic. <laughs> go tilt your head to the side, like go on. Nah, I don't want to talk right
0: now. Go on, you know I need to take a, <laughs> a breath and a sip. You knew that. You knew that.
1: Oh my God! All right, guys. So today's topic is about uh, infertility, mm-hmm. specifically in the Black community. Man. Listen, mm. I got interested in this topic, not even for from the health aspect. Mm-hmm. It, it just always bothered me as a woman, um, specifically a mother, because I knew how I felt when I wanted to have children. It was something not just psychological, but it felt physiological. Like, I really could feel mm. the yearning for a child. Like, mm-hmm. I could feel it in my body. Like, I want to be a mother. Mm. And so, you know, with me being in my 40s, the people that I'm surrounded by, you know, typically in their 40s, late 30s or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I know a few people personally who dealing with infertility um, struggles. And I just noticed how people just take for granted, just assume mm-hmm. that when women don't have children, especially if they're married, that... It, that they just don't want to, like it's their option, like it's their choice, they just, this is an assumption, mm-hmm. and people always, when y'all gonna start have, making babies, when y'all gonna have your first child, what y'all waiting on, and I know that for some women, it's it's not, I'm not waiting on anything, I'm waiting on God to bless me, For sure. you know, or some people, it's been confirmed, you can't have children, I yeah. know I'm not gonna, but that's not necessarily something that they want to share with you because if you were close enough you would already know this Mm -hmm. so you're really overstepping your boundaries by even asking but so the topic today is infertility why are black women Mm -hmm. suffering Mm -hmm. mainly in silence about fertility Mm -hmm. um so looking into it one of the main reasons and the main causes of a lot of things is racism of course Mm -hmm. you know we If you go a period of 12 months, you're supposed to automatically go and see a doctor. Like, hey, we've been trying. We're not using protection. Mm -hmm. If it's 12 months or longer or, you know, 12 months or a little longer, you're automatically supposed to get see a doctor. Mm -hmm. But because of this stereotypical black women are extra fertile. Mm -hmm. We truly believe that. Like, we we bought into this narrative. I didn't know that was a stereotype. Oh, from slavery that we could yeah, have babies. Yeah, that we could have babies and yeah. have babies and have babies. Not yeah. only do they believe that, doctors, yeah. you know, but we also believe that. So, when a woman is not able to, you know, get pregnant... She, she's looking at herself like, what's wrong with me? Yeah. Everybody, you know, we yeah. all know that black women are super fertile. Mm. And so there's this misrepresentation that the people who are dealing with infertility are white women. Mm. And so one of the problems was that because we're so underrepresented, we feel like when we do finally, finally, so I think we have double the rate of infertility, but we go seek help half the time. Mm-hmm. And so when we finally do go seek help, you go to the doctors and we all know that just from going to a regular doctor office there's white women on the wall there's white babies on the wall mm-hmm. there's this different thing and even all the research was done with white women specifically mm-hmm. so we're dealing with infertility because of, of you know one of the main reasons is our diet mm-hmm. which causes obesity mm-hmm. And obesity is one of the, uh, I think they say the comorbidities, as it is with everything, you know, that's affecting our hormones, leading us to being, you know, because sometimes we're not just infertile, it's just that we're not as fertile as we should be. Mm -hmm. And so when you change your diet, you exercise, you lose weight, you raise your chances of actually getting pregnant. And so that's what we're going to talk about this today. Health is so important. The mm-hmm. foundation, the body that you want to produce a child, not just with you, but your husband or your significant other as well. Your health matters. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched the episode of, uh, I think, This Is Us. Did mm-hmm. you watch that? hmm And one of the, you watched all the series when she was trying to get pregnant. She couldn't get pregnant. She ended up getting a surrogate. The whole time I'm thinking... Like you, you yeah. like, you have to lose weight. Like, you have to lose weight. Your hormones are being compromised. Yeah. Your sex hormones are being compromised. And you cannot... You don't have the fertile ground that you would if you were to lower your BMI. Side note. Did you know in other countries BMI um, was different? Like, would they consider it? Yeah, it's like that with all
0: the numbers. Like, was, was a healthy cholesterol is different in other countries? I did
1: not know that. I was like, how in the world are we going to say... You know, I've always said that, though. Mm -hmm. Like, we can't just go by the doctor's scale. Mm -hmm. What they say is high blood pressure. You damn near halfway to your grave. At that point, you got to go by as getting as healthy as you can be by your own scale, doing as much as you can, just strictly because you're doing as much as you can. Not because, oh, I'm trying to get to this number. Yep. You know? Yeah, it's good to watch the numbers. But the problem with that is that when you say you, quote, unquote, have a healthy, you know... Blood pressure, for instance, you feel like you're good. You feel like you're safe. You mm-hmm. know, you're not safe because what they say a good, pre- you know, good pressure is, it's not necessarily. No, good. it's based on what um, the
0: general population, the average of the general population. And so in America, we have, because we're mostly eating a standard American diet, our cholesterol, our blood pressure, our BMI, body mass index, is on average much higher than the rest right. of the world. And so they make the baseline higher. I- Absolutely. I did not
1: know that. Yep. And and I know that they they do that because you know I'm slim, my kids are slim. And so it used to be a size, let's just say a kid size 16 was slender, but because the kids are getting wider and wider, I go take Bryson to get his, you know, school shopping or whatever, I get his swim trunks or whatever I gotta buy him. And it's like they're why it's his size, but so they've been adjusting and adapting 100%. to kids
0: being heavier. Oh yeah! Oh, the whole population. A small today is not as what a small no. was 10, 15 years ago. No, a large today is not. Like even my size six is my jeans. I'm like, how is this a size six and this a size four? And they fit exactly the same. Th- like things yeah. have been adjusted, and but it and it confuses us mentally and in our mind we're like
1: oh I'm in this size now no right making you bigger. feel smaller than what you are Absolutely. not making you realize that you've gotten bigger and need to lose weight because oh I'm in a size eight no so your size eight is really a size 10 or possibly a size 12 whatever that is yeah and it's yeah. just like
0: one of our students in front the table this semester she reached out because she was panicking she said I think my cholesterol is now too low she you know, came into Farm to Table, adopted a whole food plant-based diet prior to Farm to Table. She was on statins for lowering her cholesterol. And she reached out to us slightly panicking because her cholesterol was below 100. Mm-hmm. And what the standard is that they tell you in Western medicine is that it should be below 200. Mm-hmm. So she's like, am I too low? Am mm-hmm. I at risk for mm-hmm. anything? And I'm like, no, you're right. perfectly Fine. If your LDO is like 74, that's okay, but it's just the bar is set so high based on what they think people can naturally
1: achieve. Yeah, just like um, they just, well, I don't know if just, but possibly in the last couple years, I believe. So the screening test for colon you know, cancer, I think it was 45. Now it's 40 because more people are getting colon cancer because of... Once again, our diet. Now they have to adjust it. Yep. These things are getting adjusted yep. based on what we're doing, yeah. what, what we are, yeah. you know, how sick we are. Now kids are getting diabetes. Now they have to adjust for that. So long story short, the, the goal is really not to follow a scale. We're supposed to be eating things from the earth. We're supposed to be exercising. We're supposed to be drinking our water. Um not for a scale, but simply to be as healthy and have optimal health, you know, be as yeah. healthy as you possibly can be. Yeah. And it has nothing to do with the scale. But like you said, there was an executive, um, I'll never forget that, and I want to get it, the executive physical, um, physical yeah. which if you have $10,000, you have a whole different physical that they can go much, much, much more in depth to find out certain cancers that's not seen on a regular scale test your blood differently go you know but it costs more money so that goes to show that these scales that we're going by they don't see everything by the time it's scalable mm-hmm. you're already knee deep in whatever they can now absolutely
0: see. that's how um damon john um the founder of fubu and one of the sharks on shark tank um that's how he caught they caught his cancer so early he had an executive physical and he talks about like Thank God, I live in a. Uh, I have a socioeconomic status that afforded me the level of testing that caught this so early, and right. it barely disrupted his life. He got it. This he got the surgery. Got it remove, right? But he's a multimillionaire, mm-hmm. right? And so it is. No, I don't care what anybody thinks. Your socioeconomic status is tied to the quality of healthcare you receive. Absolutely. Period. And so you know, just getting back on, um, fertility and Black women. That's why you know, infant mortality rate is twice that of the white population Mm -hmm. for the black population. I remember, you know, when I was the executive director of a plant-based nonprofit, I actually got an email from a a gentleman who literally said, you know, that's not the case. You know, you ever consider, you know, basically the social construct of the black community, um, but racism and systemic racism is not the reason for increased rates of infant mortality in the black community and really like argued that point. And he was a doctor. And so when you have those built in biases and belief systems, you know, it really um, impacts the quality of healthcare we receive. I mean, you know, one most popular recent case was Serena Williams almost dying, you know, during Mm -hmm. childbirth because of the treatment she received. And that is so common because not only is infant mortality increased in our community so is the likelihood of mom dying during childbirth
1: right you know
0: what i mean um but and then so when it comes to also things like fibroids what are which are exponentially higher in women of color that decreases our chances of being able to get pregnant or have a baby especially because the first thing they typically recommend is a hysterectomy Mm -hmm. right and so um then the other thing i'm uh i want to talk about stress and and weathering and how that impacts your ability to, um, conceive because you're right. This is a topic that is really prevalent in our community. And so many of us want to have a baby, want to have children, but there's so many circumstances
1: surrounding it that prevents it. Right. And the shame and the isolation and even talking, um, not talking, but even reading about it, you know, once you even take that step, you go to the fertility clinic Mm -hmm. The lack of black donors, you know, mm-hmm. okay, I'm black. I want to get this treatment, but there's no donors that's black. You guys don't seek out anyone. I mean, it just goes all Absolutely. the way down. So mm-hmm. even once I get here, once I get the money, because insurance really doesn't cover it. So mm-hmm. you have the socioeconomic, you know, problems that's associated with it. But once you get the money, once you go to the doctor, mm-hmm. now I'm here. Now I can't even get a donor because you didn't feel or someone didn't feel it was important enough yeah. to seek these people out. Yeah. And when it even comes to adopting a baby, black kids are, you know, have the lowest cost to be adopted. Mm. White kids the highest. Mm. I mean, these things are just so the subtle way that we just kind of, you know, teach people that mm-hmm. we're inferior. Yeah. In so many subtle ways is it's just it saddens me and it never, I'm, I'm still, I still get surprised. Like I still get shocked. Even with the Ahmad Arbery case, the way we celebrated, that was sad to me that we still have to celebrate. We still have to be on pins and needles wondering if someone who shot a man on camera in broad daylight, chased him down while he was jogging. Will he be convicted? Yep. Those things will we call that, you know, the trauma loop. Once we get past that he was shot, he was killed, yep. someone else would be shot and killed. Yep. Someone else may or may not be convicted. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, like you said, the weathering and, and thing, the stress of it all. It's you know, taxing.
0: Yeah, it's extremely taxing. So for women who are looking to conceive, um, first things first, your physical health. If you're overweight, you have to lose the weight right? If you are eating an animal-based diet with paying little to no attention about the quality of your food on your plate, am I eating whole real food? You know, am I eating plants? Am I dousing my food in oil and butter and sugar and salt? All of that impacts your ability to conceive. Then we got to look at pre-existing conditions, right? So everything from fibroids to endometriosis to PCOS, all of these female reproductive health issues um, the more overweight you are, the more hormones you produce in your body, which could also impact your ability to conceive. So first things first, I want you to start with your diet. Start with what you can control. Um, it's super important. And then we have to look at stress. Do you remember um, earlier this year in one of our farm to table semesters, Jay, the conversation came up about breastfeeding. Um, and one of our students said, you know, she remember when she first had her baby she could, thought she couldn't produce milk mm-hmm. and would have to use formula. Um, but the doctor told her about the importance of like relaxing, calming down, put your feet up. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Literally kick your feet up. Mm-hmm. Right. So we historically don't have a good practice in kicking our feet up. You know what I mean? Um, literally and, you know, figuratively. So we have to bring our levels of stress Down in a way like chronic stress. Nobody should have to live with chronic stress. So those elevated levels of cortisol and adrenaline also impacts your ability to conceive or when the child is here to do something as simple as breastfeeding, because how we begin to feed that baby when it's here impacts their health. 10, 15, 20 years down the line. So, you know, we don't, we should never be giving our baby formula. We shouldn't be feeding our kids dairy. We shouldn't be. But a lot of women, first of all, don't know that they're entitled to a lactation specialist. A lot of women don't know that there's things you can do to um, encourage your breast to pre- start producing milk. Um, a lot of us are told we should be feeding, you know, even with the, the SNAP and government assistance, you can buy so much junk.
1: Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? And so
0: now the socioeconomic argument, you know, circles back around where we're giving our babies, you know, not the best start in life because in their most precious developmental years, which is ages zero to seven, we're feeding them things that can potentially matriculate into autoimmune disease or um, impact their intelligence literally in their 20s based on how they ate between years zero to seven, increase their chances of cancer because you know our cellular function everything is so fragile during that time um and so there's so much to understand around matter of fact guys we have a um if you're a member inside the black health academy um log in when you get a chance we actually have a um, master class about infertility where i sit down with the black obgyn and talk about um infertility in the black community um i think her name is dr michelle thomas and um so this is really important, just understanding, like, I want to conceive a child. Because I've been studying it even more. matter of fact, Chef J. she had a master class about, um, you know, just infertility, um, women's health, vaginal health. And she was even talking about, like, not wearing color underwear, like all the dyes and stuff mm-hmm. that's in there. Because, you know, I, so we switched over our, you know, uh, women health products, feminine hygiene products yeah. and stuff. Um, but at, even after listening to that master class, you know, like not doing stuff like wearing thongs and things like that, that, you know, restrict, you know, your flow down there or, uh, the blood flow or even how you sweat, but then also how you're cleaning yourself. Right. So mm-hmm. I swear I got rid of soap and I started using this, um, feminine wash and just using my hand and everything, no towels, no soap, no rags. Like, so how we take care of ourselves. Um, vaginally and the, the products we're using during that time of the month all impacts your ability believe it or not because we're micro dosing chemicals that are in the pads that are in the tampons the dyes that are in your underwear thongs and wearing things like that really impacts you know your reproductive health
1: right and we also have to put some of the onus on the, the males as well because oh, they yes. continue to skate by and Child. you know wonder why we can't you know, we can't get pregnant. Sometimes it's not. And a lot of times it's not the women. You know, we share the responsibility. So some of the risk factors linked to male infertility are smoking tobacco, using alcohol, a drug, being overweight, mm-hmm. right? Which, of course, the underlying reasons for being underweight is your diet, lack of exercise, um, you know, being exposed to certain toxins and experiencing trauma to the testicle. So don't just assume that. That it's you. Mm -hmm. You know, we have to do our due diligence and really go and seek help. As we stated before, be sweet at what you sweet at. Go get the professional help in what area you lack. Yep. You are not the doctor. You are not the nutritionist. You are not the personal trainer. You are not like there's so many things that you don't have to be, but you choose to put more on your plate by assuming or not wanting people in your business. Some people don't want, I would never understand that. I don't want to see a therapist because I don't want people in my business. I don't want to go to the, they don't care about your business. <laughs> they don't care. And even if they did, mm-hmm. it's more about getting the help you need. Yeah. You know, it's more about not putting one more thing on your plate, getting stressed out by one more thing, trying to figure out one more thing. Yep. Go to the people who have, you know, studied this. Research this. Yeah. Know more about it than you would ever know that you should ever know because this is not your lane. That's it. Just go to the person whose lane this is and get the help you need. And then that's just a good start. You can always, 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 and you should always be your own health advocate and do the things necessary on the outside of that or, you know, to go along with that. But don't just try to look on YouTube or talk to your homegirl or your mom or your grandma and see what they say. They are not the experts. And if you really want to get serious about it, you have to go to the experts.
0: Yeah, I, I obviously. And pride and ego will keep you in a place of suffering way longer than you need to, right? So get your pride out the way, get your ego out the way, and get um, and get put your
1: money where your struggle is. Hundred percent. Put your money where your struggle is, because I understand saving money, but recalculate that budget Mm -hmm. where is the money going is it on your cable bill is it on you know your amazon addiction Mm -hmm. is it strictly buying foods that don't help elevate your health anyway you know Mm -hmm. you just love lobster and Mm -hmm. you know seafood like where is the money going where you can say i can cut this out of my budget and direct it toward what what would really matter you know for the longevity of my happiness so we really have to focus on that as well because I know a lot of times we'll say we don't have the money when all actuality you may have the money and if you don't have the money what resources can you tap into to get the money can you get a loan from your bank can you start ubering for a hot minute like what do you have to do because it's worth it
0: yeah a hundred percent and I think The bigger work needs to be done around our mindset about what's worthy of investment because our white counterparts have been investing in stuff like this for years. And we're just now, I believe, starting to see the value in coaching or specialists or whatever. And so we also need to understand that, number one, don't think you should be entitled to get this for free. The fact of the matter is you live in a capitalist society. Right. And you have to adjust your mindset around, you know, you have to pay to play. Mm -hmm. Not only that, you should want to pay to play, because if you're going to get serviced by um, a a specialist of your choosing, meaning you maybe want somebody that looks like you or maybe you want a woman or maybe you want somebody, you know, who uh, shares a certain core value or value system, Mm -hmm. then you should want to pay them what they're asking none of this discount stuff none of this this should be free don't shame somebody into thinking they should be giving it away because they're in a helping field right That this we live in a capitalist society so just like even though I want to serve you at the highest level I need to be paid because if you whether you understand it or not and I was just telling this to my our farmer table students last week I literally have a staff at the Black Health Academy. I have a team. Like I want to pay people. I need to give them a living wage. I need to make sure that they. I can provide secure employment that's sustainable for them. Mm-hmm. It's not a matter of, Let's just help people as much as we can and keep the price as low as possible. Our pricing is based on the value that we add to your life. If you're able to go through one of our programs and no longer have type 2 diabetes, if you're able to go through one of our programs and no longer have an addiction, then that should be worth a couple thousand dollars we're asking for. And then not to mention,
1: it's up to you to get the return on the investment you made. Absolutely. That part. You got to show up and do the work. Yeah. So if you're showing up, you get whatever you showed up for now what you're going to do with it mm-hmm. you know what i mean that's mm-hmm. like going to college getting your degree and just sitting it on a shelf yeah. now you can do you got something to work with you got leverage Absolutely. so you know what i mean when you get healthier because i remember years ago someone that she was real i mean a really good speaker but she wouldn't go to certain speaking engagements because of her weight okay once we help you lose weight now what you're going to do? Now mm-hmm. you can take those speaking engagements with confidence. Now you're making your money back tenfold. Yeah. Yep. So what what are you going to do to leverage your health? Like-
0: At 100%, it is still your job to show up and do the work. You make the investment, but then you have to get the result because the, the curriculum is laid out for you. You made the investment because you believed in the system you invested in. Somewhere along the line, that person or that program did a good job in convincing you that this was the solution to your problem. Right. So you made the investment. Now you show up, you get the result. But then, like Jay said, now leverage the results you got. Look, yeah. we're not getting you healthy for the sake of being healthy. We're getting you healthy so you can be obedient and an alignment in life. And so I meant this weekend we was in Houston. You know, I like to ride like a thug. Right. So oh, I'm listening to oh, Lil Wayne, right? I forgot. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. You know, my little street cred be popping out sometimes. You still got that ticket? uh-huh you still got that ticket in Ohio uh, listen, first of all
1: this is a publicly recorded podcast oh you bragged on the podcast oh you bragged on the podcast about your little ticket you had talking about you wanted out here in these streets I mean
0: listen <laughs> the state of Ohio might still be looking for me
1: I listen I ain't here to
0: talk about that today Jay okay listen my point is Lil Wayne said something real poignant recently that I was listening to so I, I don't know if you know but like uh Lil Wayne attempted suicide when he was younger a teenager He he literally pointed a gun to his chest. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So I was listening to one of his songs recently, and he was talking about that incident or whatever, and then, you know, he was talking about basically how he didn't die from it, right? And, you know, he said, God sold me another life, Mm -hmm. you know, and I'm going to make sure he get a return on his investment. And that right there just speaks volumes to me. Whatever you survive or you come through in this life, The reason you were given that second shot is because God is still waiting on a return on his investment. Mm -hmm. He literally put a gift inside of you that he didn't put in anybody else. Mm -hmm. And he's waiting on you to use it. The only reason we're walking this planet is to use our specific gift to serve other people. Right. So most people have some type of testimony. Right. Something that could have took them out the game. Mm-hmm. Right. Either whether it be mentally, emotionally or physically, some everybody listening got some type of testimony or
1: financially or
0: financially, something that could have broke you, mm-hmm. you know, relationally. Right. Something that could have broke you. And, and, and by the grace, you were allowed to come through the other side of that thing. So now the question becomes why it wasn't just because of the grace. It was because you had an assignment that wasn't done.
1: Yeah. And then just like we were talking, you know, over my house the other day, being a steward of, I mean, I've been so focused mm. on that. That is my mission That's because right. we talk about why do I keep getting tested? Why do I keep getting tested? Because you keep failing the test. Come on now. You keep failing the test, whatever the test may be. Yep. You're going to get what's owed to you so you can get a return on that investment. But you have to pass the test first. Mm hmm. Whether it's in your relationship, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's, we were just talking about karma last night because uh, someone got a treadmill delivered to them Mm -hmm. and didn't tell the person or didn't, the post person came back for it. And they was like, this was years ago, but they were like, I don't, you know, I don't know what you're talking about. And so... We were talking like, if that came to your house, would you return it? And I was like, years ago, it would have been a no for me. Like, oh, I got a branded treadmill. I'm like, now, you know, I'm so focused on just having, like spiritually, mm-hmm. just doing the right thing so that I can just open up the, the waves in the universe to get everything that's owed to me so that I can take it and I can, you know, get a return on that investment and, yeah. and flip it, basically. Yeah. Flip your investment. Yeah. So... You know, but in order to get that, those things, you have to live right. You have to mm-hmm. treat your body right. And with Thanksgiving being yesterday, I was thinking about how gratitude. People say, I'm so grateful for my family. I'm so grateful for my car, my husband, my health. But, you know, gratitude is an actionary word. Mm-hmm. If you are truly grateful for your health, mm-hmm. you have to take action to either do your best to maintain it at, at the lowest level. Mm-hmm. But what you should be doing is trying to elevate your health if you truly appreciate it. If you truly appreciate things, you work at it constantly. Yep. It's not just a word that we say, I'm grateful for. Well, how yes. do you show your gratitude? If you're grateful for your car, you get the oil changes, you get the tune-ups, you know, you get it washed. Take and take it. You take care of it. Absolutely. You don't just drive around and say, I'm grateful and do nothing. Yep. So just know that everything that you have, you can lose. Yes nothing is stagnant it's either declining or elevating so if you truly truly want a child you truly truly want better health you want to lose weight don't just adapt and adjust to the dysfunction and the toxicity you really have to work on elevating your health simple as that we don't just get stuff just to get it mm-hmm. you have to earn it sometimes that's right you have to earn it either directly which is taking care of your health, eating right, exercising, or indirectly. Are you giving? Are you a giving person? Are you a loving person? Mm-hmm. If, are you, you know, volunteering? Are you doing things? Or is it just individualistic? You know, is it all about me, and yeah. me and mine? Yeah. Because that doesn't create a mm-hmm. lot of, I'm not going to say karma, but it, it doesn't create an environment to really to gain. Mm-hmm. You kind of keep yourself stagnant mm-hmm. with your blessings. That was so off the topic of, <laughs> of mm-hmm. uh, fertility. But, you know, that's just a lesson when it comes to, you just have to be intentional. Mm-hmm. That's the long story short. Yeah. Being intentional about everything. I, when I look back on, you know, and I talked about this before, you know, when I first moved out, you know, when I got my divorce, the the intention behind every single thing mm-hmm. and just to watch it, you know, come into fruition. mm I I didn't even have a choice but to be... I had to figure certain things out. And you you can't have uh, just, you know, lackadaisical... It's going to happen some type of way. Like, if you really want something, plan it out. You got to take it. Okay, I want to have children. Let me do some research. Let me figure out all the things, all of the symptoms, all of the signs what I can do, what role I can play, where to go. By this time, if this hasn't happened, what's the next step? Like we really have to be intentional.
0: Yep. A hundred percent. You got to be intentional with, about fertility. You got to be intentional about your health. You got to be intentional about overcoming anything that's keeping you at a low vibrational
1: frequency. Yeah. Your finances. You know, one of the things that I had to do a lot, like you know, I made a decision because I was really, really stressing over money when I first moved because I was in a marriage, you know, and then I had it all wrong. I had it figured out all wrong when I budgeted, like, okay, it's gonna take this much to take care of my kids and pay my bills. And I got out on my own and that was not what it cost. Like, mm-hmm. you know, my groceries alone. I hadn't, you know, but instead of just saying, all right, well, dang, I thought that this was going to cost this. I had to have a plan. Okay, I need more money. What do I have to do? Mm -hmm. And I did a lot. I was Ubering, you know, doing this and doing that. And then it, you know, caught up like everything that I did. It caught up to what my intentions was. Absolutely. And so that's
0: the key. Your plan could be wrong. Yeah, but the intention
1: the intention behind it. Yeah, because I've been uber forever. I can't do this But I started I had momentum. Yep. you have to get momentum Like we say you can strike a tree a thousand times but keep striking it in the same spot and it will fall Mm -hmm. Are you constantly intentional about the same thing? Mm -hmm. So keep hitting it keep Mm -hmm. hitting it keep hitting it and it will fall anything you want you can't just Get into it. Get out of it. Yeah. Get into it. Now I'm over here. Okay, never mind. No, if you want it, it's your job to stay on top of it. hundred percent.
0: hundred percent. You heard it here first. If you want it, it's your job to stay on top of it. But I think that's all that needs to be said. If you want it, it's your job to stay on top of it. You got to be demanding. You can get a coach. You can get in a community, but it's still your job to stay on top of it. When you get a coach or when you get in a community or when you invest in a program or a curriculum, that's not relinquishing control to them or us. That's taking control.
1: Yeah. That's
0: when you jump into even further action because now all the other options
1: mm-hmm.
0: have been dropped by the wayside. You've decided on this plan of action. Right. So you, you had other options. And Jay Mayor, she could have stayed and tried to figure out maybe we'll mm-hmm. do counseling, maybe we'll do that. But when she decided to leave... That excluded all other options. Since so now now it's time to go full throttle on this plan. Mm-hmm. When you invest in Farm to Table, that completely excludes all other options. Okay, you could have did a keto diet. You could have, you know, stayed the same. You could have just doubled down and bought more expensive vitamins and supplements. But you decided, I'm going to go this route. I'm going to try a whole food plant based diet to get my blood pressure down. I'm going to try and invest in a community coach. So that's when you turn the volume up, not down.
1: And then one of the things that I also wanted to uh, talk about is the fact that when you get a coach, because I know a lot of times we think, well, well, they're plant-based, that's a coach, they help them, but I have lupus, I have this, I have that, they may not be able to help me. Mm-hmm. Uh, someone who is truly, truly good at their at their craft, they know how to make specific changes or add specific things to that curriculum or whatever, that coaching session to accommodate you. Just like when we were personal trainers, yeah, the per you know, the people that come in there nine times out of 10 didn't have a lot of issues. But if you have like one client of mine, her clavicle was um, compromised because she had been in a car accident. I had to create a program specifically Mm -hmm. to go around that, you know, you have knee issues. Okay. Uh, You know, this is the program, but this part of the program doesn't apply to you. And I'm going to like, there's going to be certain ways you're going to be coached. So you have to don't give yourself excuses. You're not going to be the exception. Mm -hmm. Like they can't help me. And this is my excuse as to why I'm not going to seek a coach. Mm -hmm. Doctors, coaches, if they're good at their craft, they're not going to have you if you're allergic to certain things. Okay, eat it anyway. You know, that's why you have to pay a person. Who's literally invested in it for real. Yeah. You know, because back when we were personal trainers, they will say your prices are high. Well, my prices are high. Number one, because I'm going to give you, you know, the type of training yep. that's worth my prices. Yeah. Like, yeah, you can go with this other person, but are they going to keep in mind that you need to do this? Like one of the trainers was like, I told you about him, eat broccoli and chicken every single day. Do a thousand squats. It was so, It was so ridiculous. Well, that's what you paid for. Mm-hmm. You know, do the research, do the, you know, look at the reviews, you know, get some referrals, mm-hmm. talk to the person, but don't let whatever your situation is be an excuse as to why you can't
0: seek help or seek coaching. That's right. hundred percent. And then just bet them. You know what I mean? Like just bet them and ask questions. Like when you're hiring a coach, it goes both ways. Money is not the only factor on whether or not this can be a good working relationship. You know, we're not a good fit for everyone. Everyone is not a good fit for us. So you also need to do your due diligence and don't think just because you may have picked wrong the first time that you give up on that.
1: Yeah. And that's also a thing. Like yeah. my, the last person did this, this and that. So I don't really need a therapist. I don't like I went through to some therapists and I was like, wow, you know, I, that was not necessarily a good mm-hmm. fit for me. Yeah. That was referred to me. It was a good fit for them, but yeah. wasn't for me. So, yeah, you get you definitely have to vet them. Yeah, you definitely have to vet them.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. So, listen, I hope we made it make sense to, for you guys. If you haven't already, make sure you go visit theblackhealthacademy.com. Right To get in the community, we're uh, approaching 1,300 members here at the Black Health Academy. Uh, Make sure you join us at our first Saturday class, Get Planted, an introduction to a whole food plant-based lifestyle. That's every first Saturday of the month, 100% complimentary. You can register via Zoom right on the website at theblackhealthacademy.com and come and check out how to get this health, listen, for us, by us, literal curriculum, programming, talks, lectures, and coaching designed for people of color um, who need assistance navigating Western medicine, who need assistance with overcoming chronic health challenges. Um, You have the power to correct these situations, but you do have to take immediate corrective action. Listen, until next time y'all be Be well. well.